Welcome to New Rules Old Friends, where we share our regrets, most embarrassing mishaps, and lightbulb moment discoveries along the path. No mess up is totally wasted if you learn from it. Did you see my message about the like the way that the audio is rendering? Yeah, I don't I mean it's very slight, right? I, it's never really bothered me listening. I guess I just get self-conscious because I'm like, people are going to think that we, I don't know. Like, I just get self-conscious about it. But if you think it's fine, then. People are think are going to think that we what? I don't know. Like, that we're not good at talking. <laughs> we're not good at talking. Yeah, like, uh, they really don't know what to say to each other because there was like a three-second pause there. So, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Well, our husbands can attest that we are very good at talking. We are great talkers. <laughs> so great. Hey, um, can you hear me pretty well? Yeah. Do you have a new microphone? Yes. I have a new $15 microphone. Oh, tell me all about this. Well, it clips to my, um, my collar. <laughs> I feel very official right now. Is this like a like a priest microphone? I know, right? That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. I switched it to official. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't know if this is what that. they use, but it's pretty awesome. Oh, you'll have to send that to me. Okay. I'll send you the link. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so how was your Tuesday? Oh, my Tuesday's been fine. I was well, my husband has um cigar and bourbon club on Tuesday nights. Mm. So he so he went, has two nights in a row every week that he gets out. Well, it's very annoying actually. Because okay, because he has bowling on Monday nights, which I guess he's told me like he's done this league forever. It's like 15 years. They always do Monday nights. It's the same people. So he wouldn't switch it up. Mm. But now he has a cigar club on Tuesday nights. And what's hard about it is I really like. You like cigar club. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like good guys that he has really good conversations with. And they're just like, like, it's very wholesome and um, like fraternity-esque, you know, but not. Not like a frat, but more like brotherhood. Yeah. Um, so I love that for him. I feel like he needs it. It brings a lot to his life. Yeah. Whereas bowling league is like, yeah. you know, the, the friends that I don't love as much. But he's been friends with for a very long time. And they're, they yeah. just. And they gave it. you COVID. And they gave us COVID. So <laughs> what does that tell you about them? No. I would never judge anyone for getting COVID, by the way. Um, it is not an STD, everyone. <laughs> it is not an STD. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I just have to share this with you. I have a friend who I got COVID, and I was telling her about it, you know, and all my symptoms. And yeah. um, I, I think that she – I don't know if we talked about this, but, like, COVID FOMO, we noticed it in a couple of our friends where they just really – felt like they were missing out because they didn't have COVID so they couldn't come hang out with us or like they, they didn't have the uh, you know like oh yeah, we've had that we've been through it like everyone else and so I don't relate to that though like that no. is odd to me no but like this friend of mine she's very competitive she's very athletic 
And so after I had COVID and I was almost done with it, she told me one day, she's like, you know, my brother had it. All these people I work with have it. I probably had it. And that really just impresses me how well my body replied to it. Oh, she's like, not. I'm like, um, it doesn't, it's not a proof of how fit you are by what your response to it is. Oh my gosh. I'm like, just because I had it doesn't mean that you have to have it and then say how much better you were at COVID than I was. So. Yeah. And it also, she's not like, she didn't like get a test or anything. She's just saying, I definitely, right. I know that right. I had it. Right. <laughs> like, oh, my, you know, my chest hurt a little bit, but I never lost my taste of, or a sense of taste and smell. So, so I'm better my, than you. I'm much better at COVID <laughs> than you are. Oh, my gosh. People no. are so <laughs> Like, I love her. It's her personality. It didn't surprise me at all, but it was just one of those things. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway. Husband gets two nights off a week back to back, mm. but it's good because then like tonight I did, I got all my Christmas presents wrapped and, um, like got some stuff ready around the house and stuff. So I'm starting to like the nights at home alone too, but I don't know. I don't have like set nights with the girls, you know, where it's like every single Tuesday night we do this or anything I would like imagine like, it would be really hard to find other women who can have that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because your energy fluctuates, your schedule fluctuates. Like it's mm-hmm. hard to. And I feel like if you're dating someone, then that like person usually wants to spend every night with you. Yeah. And if you're married, then there's other like your life just changes. And then obviously if you have kids or even animals, it changes too. So, mm. so I, I fluctuate with David between being very jealous and then like asking him when he's leaving for scar night. Yeah. No, like, there, uh-huh. did you ever watch sex in the city or just me? Just you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like kind of a guilty pleasure. It's, it's even guiltier than, girls because girls is actually like somewhat realistic and artistic in that way um sex in the city is like no natural consequences for different choices everything is like the relationship dynamics are completely unrealistic um (laughs) like it's like the group of four women they're three uh they're three ladies who are each best friends of carrie oh but they're not like best friends with each other no but then they still all hang out together and like she's each of their maid of honor when they get married you're like this this does not happen (laughs) it would not work and they show that in girls like did you get to the one where shosh like loses it on the other um no wait that's that's several seasons that's like the last season so you haven't gotten to that so I'm actually that's what I was doing right before we started this. I'm, I'm Oh yeah, I'm I love girls. I really love I, do I feel too. Like that's my guilty pleasure. You know, but like, I don't feel that guilty about it, except that it can be really graphic and disgusting in part. Yeah. <laughs> but but I feel like I really respect the honesty of the writers. Yes. They show I life agree. not as they wish it would be, but as it actually is. Right. Like nothing is really glorified. It's it's very realistic and it's really sad. But I mean, think about like Lena Dunham's 
I mean, you know, her character, Hannah, mm-hmm. they're very honest about how selfish and self-centered and she is. And bratty and immature and, yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't get it. She's very, like, because she is so self-centered. She doesn't get it. But it does impact all of her relationships with the girls. So yeah. I'm at right now, actually, um, uh, Jessa just started um, sleeping with Adam. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you're almost, you actually are almost to the part that I'm thinking of with Shushan. Okay. So you're going to love it. You're going to be like, oh my gosh. Like, this is, this is great. Okay. And she's my favorite anyway, Shoshana. Oh, Shoshana. She's so funny. She's so funny. I just, yeah. She's so weird and quirky. And just, yeah. I just love her. I love people who are just very earnest. You know, like they're not, they're not interested in pretending to be cooler than they are. They're not interested in like playing for the crowd. They're just their dorky selves and they're just into it, you know? Yeah. That's a really good word for her. Earnest. Yeah. Like Jack Antonoff. (laughs) Exactly. Just like Jack Antonoff. And now we're back to Lena Dunham. I know. Wow. This is crazy. But I'm afraid (laughs) that when we get to the topic, it's going to fall flat. Because I no. haven't, I mean, I'm just going to be lazy and go with what I have been thinking about a lot, like on my runs. <laughs> Which I'm hoping is Taylor Swift. No, although, oh, okay. although okay. It, we can definitely <laughs> use her as an example. I mean, we can talk about her instead if you'd rather. <laughs> no, I'm excited to hear what the topic is because I have no idea. Like, I, I feel know. like in other weeks you've given me a little bit of a a teaser like okay this is what I think it'll be but I literally have no idea what the topic is this week yeah well okay so oh wait first let me finish my thoughts sorry everyone I'm really ADD (laughs) I asked the reason I asked if you watch Sex in the City is they have an episode like I don't even remember it's in like season pretty deep into it that they talk about secret single behavior and how like what sucks when you're in like a committed relationship and you're like living together or whatever um, or married or you know is that you can't do all your you take it you take for granted when you're single for a while weird things that you like to do that would gross out your partner <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember the examples in the show but you know like cleaning out your nose pores or like tweezing oh, your yeah. upper lip or like <laughs> like there's yeah or like watching certain things so that and you don't want to be judged for it or um just anything that you like even if you know that your husband's still gonna love you and not be grossed out because he saw you picking a nose hair like it still is like it's nice to just be free and be you and like not worry about judgment. Maybe it's not that you think he's going to be disgusted by you, but you know he'll judge you. Yes. Ooh, judging. Yeah. Yes. So, um. Anyway, it was just funny when you were talking about your nights aw- alone because I do actually appreciate. I don't like it when Jason's gone for more than like, like when he's out of town and he's not sleeping at the house. I it is hard. Like it's. I have to like psych myself. I always like, I'm such a baby about it. Like I'll like sleep on his side of the bed. (laughs) I'm extra like nervous the whole time. Um, You've like never had to, oh, I guess for like trips, like fun trips, but David's never had to do like a work trip, right? No, not a work trip, but he does go places and I do freak myself out. Like I'm the exact same way where, I mean, even last night for bowling league, the Browns were playing 
and it was a closed game. So he stayed out late and he got home at midnight and he walks in the bedroom and I fell asleep with the lights on and with my headphones in because I was yeah. like, I can't deal with this, you know, and it was only midnight. Like I knew he was coming yeah. home, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So like I, but I do, I hate, yeah, I hate when he's gone overnight, but I do love the like, just the luxury of just being able to do whatever you want and not feel bad about it. Like just watch whatever yeah. you want and not feel guilty that you're not letting them pick or like or read and you're not like you're not supposed to be spending time with them like it's it is a little nice sometimes yes. on, on occasion yes <laughs> see and and that's where I feel bad because I completely agree do you have any secret single behaviors that you can't do in dating around or you don't like to do um <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> I'm trying to think through it like like, I watch TV shows that he won't watch with me. I talk, um, you know, on the phone a lot more. Like, I'll call my sister or something. Yeah. I'll play piano. I'll read books. But I don't have, like, I don't know. I don't really have that. I guess I just veg out. And I drink a little bit more wine than I normally yeah. would. Because <laughs> he's not there to judge me for it. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you like what's your weird single thing you do when Jason's See, gone? I don't know. I I like to watch Real Housewives, and he makes so much fun of that. Like he'll actually watch The Bachelor with me, and get into it and think it's funny. Um, but he won't watch. Like if I'm, it's not that he. I I don't expect him to watch Real Housewives, but he has to comment on it anytime. Like and actually, Sex in the City. So like Sex in the City or Real Housewives, he's always like. Ugh! Like makes puking noises, and he'll t- he'll tease me that like literally every time he walks in the room, if it's one of the housewives, they're like always having like a drunken fight, and I'm like, yeah, I mean that's the plot. <laughs> like, that is the only thing that happens. <laughs> they like yes, that's why I watch it. They mix it up by sending them on trips, and then they have more drunken fights on the trip. <laughs> but it's yeah there's right. nothing more complicated that happens it is ridiculous like i he's right i'm not like fighting it but um i still like to veg out and watch it sometimes <laughs> or like when he's out of town like eating cereal for dinner that's kind of a nice luxury yeah i have i i do that like i'll eat whatever i want and not have to worry about me yeah dinner. it's kind of nice i do have a funny story from the last time that david was out oh, of town. go for it um, so he, I don't know, it was like a bachelor trip or something like that. You know, it was a planned thing and, um, the, he was gone and I'm home alone. None of my girlfriends could come over. So it was just me and, you know, a bottle of wine and a Disney movie or something goofy like yeah. that. And I, we don't have a dog. So I'm always really just just kind of, I don't know, freaked out by the time that I go to, um, to bed. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I wake up and it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm freaking out because I'm convinced that somebody is in my house. And so I text my neighbor and I was like, Reagan, 
um, in case you get this and I'm dead in the morning, then this is what I heard. And I like shoved my armoire in front of the door and I slept with all the lights on and everything. And she called me at like seven o'clock the next morning. And she's like, are you okay? What's going on? Like freaking out. She's like about to come over. I'm like, it's fine. I just am, you know, 30 year olds and I can't sleep by myself. Yeah. Did you ever figure out what it was that you had heard? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure it was nothing. Like literally nothing but I just I go a little crazy when I wake up and David's not yeah, there so. no I get that sometimes I'll wake up and I'll convince myself that I was woken up by a sound and then and then yeah. I'll realize like and even when Jason's here like I'll just be like oh no like I'll think my phone dinged and I'll be like oh crap I forgot to put my phone on silent and I'll like get up and try to find it and then I'm like oh it's on silent so whatever yeah <laughs> yeah I think I don't it's know. Like I, you know what awake. I think it is I think though awake for some reason that that's what you do I think that's it but I also think that it's because I I have thought a lot about this like why am I not get sleeper mm. or why am I so dependent on my husband and I think it's two things I think one it's very important the way that you sleep train your kids to be able to soothe themselves yeah. to sleep. And I've come to that because of listening to you and other moms in my life talk about sleep training yeah. kids. And, you know, just the small things that you do with children. I'm like, maybe I never learned that. My parents kind of like just forced me into it. And, you know, nothing against yeah. them at all. But I'm like, hmm, okay, that could be it. And the second thing, though, I think is just because I was – you know, the second one of a really large family. So I never had my own bedroom and growing up, I always shared a bedroom with one or two of my siblings. And then when I went to college, it was the same thing. Like I always shared a bedroom Mm -hmm. with someone, you know? So then I get to be 22 and I'm living by myself and I just never really adapted to it. So the the positives and the negatives of being in a big family. Yeah, I think. no, I like that. Um, I agree. I mean, I think that's I think it makes sense. That's partly why I like watching crap like Real Housewives because it's like a lot of people yelling at each other. So it feels like my childhood. <laughs> like this is where we, we weren't all drunk though, but we do all yell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Well, okay. So honestly, like, I do love doing this with you, even when it's like, I'm tired, and it's hard to do it, because I feel like it's a good sign that there's always a bunch of different options of what to talk about. And I'm always like, Oh, we could talk about this. Or Oh, I want to ask Liz about this, you know, and then I'm like, Oh, well, maybe I'll save that for another time. Or that that's like the hard part is not coming up with what to talk about. It's deciding, like picking one what not yeah, to talk about totally. do you feel <laughs> like that oh i i agree but it's good because i think we're you know building up the back yeah pocket, yeah i completely agree well so, so the thing that i've been thinking about a lot lately and i think i hope that this is an epoch epic in my life <laughs> where i am growing <laughs> and becoming a better person because i um I'm very sensitive, as you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it is hard for me to, it is really hard for me to not believe that other people are not 
like, I am so sensitive to other people, not just to myself. Like I always am like worried about how something's going to come across. Or if I forgot to text someone back, like I overcompensate with like a lot of smiley faces when I do text them, like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought I meant, I totally meant to, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, if it were me, I would be like, Oh, I pissed them off. <laughs> they did not like what I said, you know, like, um, so right. it is hard for me sometimes to accept that sometimes people are not intentionally offending you or insulting you or, or just like ignoring you or dismissing you. Sometimes they just aren't thinking about you at all. Like, and I know everyone talks about mm-hmm. that. Like I, I've heard people talk about that, you know, in freaking high school and college. And it's not that I'm super self-centered. It's honestly, I think that we, it's tied to our last one where we talked about Charles and Diana and like your reasoning for doing things um, and just making judgments about other people's choices. Because mm-hmm. I think that it's really important to remember in relationship dynamics when, and there's always going to be someone, whether it's a mother-in-law or a sister-in-law or just a lady at church or someone that is like a childhood acquaintance or um, a brother-in-law or, you know, it's mostly women though. I mean, I think women have this where, or like your husband's best friend's wife, right? There's always going to be someone in your life that you just consistently are not speaking the same language. And maybe you feel like you're constantly offending them and you can't get it right. Or maybe you feel like they're just, they hate you. Like they constantly are just like ignoring you, pretending to forget about you. Like, I, I don't know. So it's like, but I think that it's really, it's very tempting to have a simple narrative in your head about it and just be like, well, Mm. my mother-in-law doesn't like me. And she's doing these things on purpose, you know, or, or, or my, my sister-in-law, um, thinks I'm ridiculous and she doesn't want a relationship with me or, you know, it's very easy to just kind of like to make assumptions about what's in people's head and to go off of that. (laughs) And then you forget that you made all that up to begin with. Like, like you could be right. And there are times like I, I grew up with my mom and one of my sisters are very, um, almost like have a sixth sense for reading people. Like they, like my mom does read people uncannily well sometimes. And Mm -hmm. so she'll get like, she'll she'll just pick up I think it's like because they're both actresses my mom and my sister um they're both very Mm -hmm. gifted at acting and and I think they're just really good at reading the room you know or like reading the the mood maybe they just pick up on the mood right and Mm -hmm. you know I would see my mom do this where you know some someone would consistently be rude to her or 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 tick her off or just be a little brusque or be a little awkward. And my mom would just be like, she would just settle for this. Like, you know, instead of being like, you know, I just, you never know what's going on in someone's head or what, if they're hurting or if they're having a hard time with completely different things. Or if I, um, like you literally have no idea what's going on in other people's lives or if they don't, they're just really busy or they're really distracted or they're really nervous or they're really Mm -hmm. socially awkward. You know, like there are a million reasons why you could have a lot of awkward encounters with someone. Um, 
and I think I, I tend to, because I'm a judger, I tend, and I really, I really do want to understand people. And because I'm sensitive to people, I do really want to like figure out what's, what's the deal? Like what's going on? What's the right or the wrong? Like, did I do something wrong? Did, did, did they do something wrong? Like I want to figure it out and know what's right and wrong. And then I can move on. Um, and there have been, there have been like a handful of people in my life that I actually don't know well at all that consistently seemed to have an issue with me. And maybe it was like someone in college. Um, the other one was some lady from church and we would continually cross paths. So I feel like God just has sense of humor. <laughs> Cause I would, if it was like, if I could avoid this person, I would avoid them at all costs. And for some reason, who do I bump into all the time? This person. Um, and yeah. I just, I would feel like they were almost trying to like, to copy me in like making friends with my friends, but they didn't actually want to be my friend. Like they didn't, they wanted to like, take things from my life without actually being do you, do you ever have you ever had the do I sound crazy right now no 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 I'm I'm jotting down ideas as you say this trying to think of um different people and actually I can think of friends where I'm like they're friends of friends who we just exactly what you're saying like we never really yeah. meshed I never got it yeah. you know like I would get along with this whole group of friends except for yeah. this person. And it would feel like they're just competing and... with you or they're just, um, yeah, I don't know what it is, but like it bothers you. And it's really, I think what's tempting is to think it's like a, it's like a negative chemistry, right? It's right. like the opposite of right. chemistry, but it's like, it is also like this, this palpable feeling. And you're just like, Oh, they feel it too. Like whatever, whoever of us started this, like, I don't know why, but they have a problem with me. I have a problem. Now I have a problem with them. <laughs> like, and Right. I have a problem with you. Cause you have a problem with me, but you don't know you have a problem with me. I wonder, I think, cause I've been trying to think of what your role is as you're going through this. And I feel like what it boils down to is it's, not about it's, you. Well, my narrative was right? going to be, be careful of the narrative you tell yourself. Like, Ooh, be really, be really well careful said. about, and I didn't make that up. One of my friends told me that, um, just like, be like, check yourself, like, be careful of the narrative that you are telling yourself about these interactions or these relationships. Maybe they're really close. Maybe they're not close at all. Maybe they're family members. Maybe they are practically strangers, but like, you ultimately are not inside their heads. If they are not telling you that they have a problem with you or that they know that you have a problem with them or that like, this is the, this is the weird, the reason for the weird vibe. If they're not doing that, then like mm -hmm. you can, sure. You can pick up the radio waves or whatever it is, the frequency. And you can be like, I think this is what's going on. And <laughs> this is how I'm <laughs> This is the formula, which is why all right. And I'm gonna occurred. figure them out. I'm gonna <laughs> analyze them, and I know what's going on. But you could be really way off, and if you do that, it actually makes you feel more negative about yourself and about that other person. If you just say to yourself, and this is what I've been like practicing lately, and 
not that I have this with a lot of people. Like now I sound like really combative and crazy, <laughs> but it's no, you. No, no. So what I've no. been trying to tell myself is like, you know, like this person has no idea that I feel this way. And I don't even know why I feel this way, right. but like, let's just say that this person is just, they're a little socially awkward. They don't know how to handle relationships. They have a lot on their plate, you know, and I'm just going to like ignore the things that kind of bothered me because we're not close enough or it's not appropriate for me to tell them, you know, like, like you're not going to confront like, like your husband's mom or your husband's brother or something, you know, like there's, there's certain things that you're like, it's not worth it. Right. Um, I know it, it, it's not that big a deal. And I think that, and later I would love to do a rule where it's like, how do you decide to not be walked on and to when to confront? Like that's something we sh- I do want us to both like think about and talk about later. Cause that's something I need to work on too. <laughs> um, but right. like, yeah, like I think being careful of the narrative you tell yourself, it's actually really empowering. Um, but like I had, I told you that, um, I always have these like really awkward, just weird interactions with one of my husband's closest friends' wives. And she does not understand me. But like, I also, I I think I understand her and that I actually really admire her. I think she's really beautiful. She's kind of exotic. She's really interesting. I do think some of her life choices are a little crazy. (laughs) Like, like just, you know, just very like anxiety laden. Like if I were to live my life trying to decide every tiny piece of my house that has mold in it and getting that removed or deciding how many um, dietary intolerances I have or reading kind of conspiracy theories about modern vaccines and stuff, you know, like I would just go crazy. And I feel Mm -hmm. like most people do. (laughs) So like I can, yeah, I can <laughs> that's why I don't spiraling a little bit. And so that's where like with this lady, like I, ever since she became a mom, cause she became a mom several years after I did, even though she's a good bit older than me. Um, it is just hard for me to, she's, but I really respect how passionate she is as a mom and how much she loves her kids, but it is very hard for me to relate, like to know what to talk about with her as a mom, because she's, she's just super intense and all of her life choices could not be more different than mine. Like I have made very like mainstream culturally speaking choices. Like I take my kids to the doctor when they're supposed to go to the doctor. I put my kids in school. I, you know, I don't, I buy my food at the grocery store. I don't, I don't like try to live in this subculture, like totally different way of life because for me, that causes me to focus on all the wrong things and, and to kind of micro like navel gaze Mm -hmm. too much. Not, not that that's for everyone, but I felt very strongly that that's where I see peace and joy and fruit in my life. And I can actually focus on Christ and on, you know, relationships and stuff. But anyway, this lady, like we had this weird, we had this weird text exchange where like, she asked me, she, there, um, her husband is one of my kids' godparents. And she asked me what to get him for Christmas. And like, she just had a baby. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I don't expect that. Don't even worry about it. That is so sweet of you. But like, you totally do not have to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking, I don't want her to feel this pressure. Also, (laughs) we are the godparents of two of her children. 
so uh well my husband is the godparent of two of the children and um for their second child they asked me as well but they had only asked jason for the first one which was fine and god being a godparent is Uh kind of a delicate you know thing but um yeah and i i'm just terrible at like i have six godchildren and i'm really bad at remembering them i'm there i'm remembering their birthdays or or i remember them i pray for them on their birthdays but i'm really bad at remembering to send gifts and um so i was just like oh my gosh don't worry about it it's no big deal and then like we we just had this really weird she had this weird response but she was like well we already had one do you not want us to send it and I was like, well, wait, if you already had one, why did you ask right. me? And of why course, you why asking? would you think I would say, no, right. don't send the gift? Like, how rude would I have to be to say no? And then I'm like, it, right. I think she has, I suspect that she has this, like, concept in her head of me that I'm just, like, rude. And she's just decided this. And that way she can kind of write me off. And so, so I'm, like, spiraling a little bit reacting to this. Like, I'm really mad. I'm trying to be like really nice, but I was really ticked off that she not like really mad, but I was ticked off that she would say, Oh, do you not want me to send it? And, and I was like, well, I, I read back my messages and I'm like, I was really nice and grateful. And like, I didn't say don't send it or don't even think about that. Like, and that's it. Like I went the extra mile to say, that's so sweet of you. You know, don't like, seriously, you guys have a lot going on. Don't worry about it. Um, so then I was like, I don't know. She didn't text me back. Like I, I sent her a message, you know, trying to be like, oh, you know, of course you can send it. And then I said, well, you know, what are your boys interested in right now? And she never replied. Right. And it was like a week later. And I was just uh, like, oh my gosh, like she's mad at me somehow. But, but I just, it was really frustrating. And then I decided I really, I really did do this. And I'm very proud of myself. I wish I had done it at the very beginning and not spent a couple days or a couple conversations where I was like trying to dissect it and figure out how to act. Like I should have just from the beginning been like, why would anyone, like, I shouldn't have even entertained the thought that she would be ticked off because whether she was or not, there was no reason to be, <laughs> And no one reasonable would be. Right. So, like, you can't go wrong just objectively looking at your behavior and being like, no, objectively, I was totally fine. I was not rude. I was not nasty. Like, of course, she would not be offended by that. Who would? And then just move on. Like, you know, no. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I was just thinking, like, I think that's perfect because, first of all, you don't have to dissect right. every single conversation. Right. So if you don't expect everybody around you to always have the most perfect interaction with you, then why would right. you expect that of yourself right. with everyone else as well? Right. Like you understand the weird times that maybe, um, I mean, you and I have gotten in a couple of disagreements that always yeah. ended perfectly well, but we were still able to have a disagreement and be like, well, I don't agree with what you did. And, in the end, we both saw each other's viewpoint, but if we had dissected that, then it would have mm. ended poorly for us because we would have dug way too deep into it. So why, if you don't do it for those who you love the most and who are the closest to you, would you do it for the ones that you don't know the yeah. best and are, you know, furthest away from you? But I, I agree with you. Like, 
why I mean, give yourself a little bit grace. Maybe you said the wrong word. Maybe you didn't, but it doesn't mean that she is well, going to hold it against like, you either. It's not in my control how she thinks of me. And I think what we're talking about is when you, when there's a miscommunication and you can't, when you can't communicate because there are many yeah. times when you just can't communicate with someone. Like maybe you can't, like it's something with your mother-in-law and you cannot sit her down and say, this is what I think you're doing. This is how I feel about it. And this is what I would prefer. <laughs> like you just, in some relationships, you just cannot right. do that. So when you cannot communicate, yeah. that that's what, this is exactly, yeah. Just be very careful the narrative that you're going with because it is one-sided and you don't actually know what's going on with that other person. So like when. All right, guys, that is actually it for today. Um, I just ruthlessly chopped this up right smack down the middle. So we hope that you'll come back next week for part two. Um, if you have anything that you want to share, please do so. Send us an email, newrulesoldfriends at gmail.com. And we would love to just include some of your feedback in our next episode. Take care.